go third. What's my bad? I fucked up. I was writing something out. I fucked up. Why can't we ever get this wrong? Y'all, we need to, we need to print it out and hang it up there. <laughs> what we say. Ah, and Matthew. <laughs> Matthew. 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 <laughs> right. I forgot what I was even writing. Uh, <laughs> Alright, so... Yeah, if, if you can't tell, we're already we, really, really We actually pre gamed with another podcaster before this recording, so blame the S. Anthony one, though. Right? The S. Anthony Thomas show? <laughs> no, it's the, I was, his handle. Is. Oh! <laughs> Come on. If this episode doesn't get released, it's his fault. Yeah, I'm blame. We're just going to post that. Yeah. <laughs> we, can't, we, can't, we can't do anything because S. Anthony Thomas fucked us. <laughs> Uh, so this week we are talking about terrible families is what I have. I think Kelly said dysfunctional. I think the original one was fucked up families. Yes. Let's all go, all let's of go those things. Like let's go with fucked up families. Fucked up families. Um, all of that is in, in play. We actually posted um, our pictures as we came up with them and asked y'all to guess. Uh, that was a good idea. What the topic was. So we did have a couple winners. Uh, weird thing about that podcast, they got it right. Shout out to those guys. Hey, y'all. What was their actual guess, though? It was dysfunctional families. Yeah. yeah. So dysfunctional, terrible, mm-hmm. fucked up. Yeah. I'm looking for fucked up. Nobody they, actually they said get, fucked up. They didn't get it right if they didn't say fucked well, up. Well, I've been saying dysfunctional, and there's a reason why. I was saying terrible. Um, but either way, so yeah. weird thing about that, yay for y'all. Um, Big Nick from Gag on This Pod. Hey, got it. Y'all can find him on YouTube. Hey, Nick. That's a clever name. Gag on This Pod, I know. And those are They are funny. They are funny. They are are really funny. I like like that. I'm going to have to go listen. That is a fabulous group of people. Um, the first ones to get it right was actually Scottish Murders. Which is also fabulous. It it is. And, but they give us by too much credit. Like, did you see their answers? They were being very specific and very smart. And I kept having to tell them, I'm like, no, you've got to dumb it down. Like, say, say that same thing, but say it dumber. Um, but so, thank you very much, Scottish Murders. We are going to put your promo right here. Yeah. I'm Dawn. And I'm Cole. And Scottish Murders is a true crime podcast dedicated to people from or living in Scotland. Just like anywhere else in the world, these murders can be truly horrific and shocking. And we want to shine more light upon them. Join us every two weeks on Scottish Murders, where we'll bring you cases both solved and unsolved, giving you an insight into the other side of Bonnie Scotland. Find us wherever you stream your podcasts, as well as on social media. Join us there. Bye! Terrible families, fucked up families. That's what we're going with. Fucked up families. Kelly, what are we drinking? We are drinking Bahama Mamas by the pitcher. So we are taking three cups of OJ, three cups of unsweetened pineapple juice, one and a half cups of simple syrup, one and a half cups of coconut rum, one and a half cups of white rum, 
three quarter cups of grenadine and three quarter cups of fruit flavored rum. I'm using mango tonight. And we are stirring <coughs> all that shit together in a pitcher. We are garnishing it with uh, orange wedges and cherries. Oh. And it's delicious and wonderful and yummy. We did it in a minute. How many cups of alcohol yeah. is this? But because this is drunk theory, we obviously like doubled the amount of alcohol. Yeah. Well, in the first pitcher that I made that we, <laughs> we've already been through, I made it just like this. So, in the original recipe, we have... 3.75 cups of booze. <laughs> of, what about the one we're drinking now? The one we are drinking right now, we have four and a half <laughs> cups of booze. I didn't up it that much. I didn't up it that much. Yeah. No, I just upped the regular rum and a little bit of the mango rum. Uh, so I did, I picked the Spears family. With, of course, with um, the Britney Spears, all of this Leave shit. Leave Britney alone. Hold on, because I got that in there. Don't be, you can't interject here at all, because you're going to be throwing in things that I already have notes for, and you're going to screw Hold on a second, though. You brought a topic that we cannot interject on? What the he fuck? He can't. Because, <laughs> yeah, we're no. fine. Y'all are fine. It's just, <laughs> I got to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, well, that's not cool. It I mean. is, because he's going he's gonna to say everything that I already have notes for, and he's going to throw me off. I'll stop you. I will. Uh, All right. So, I did the spears. Whatever. Um, so, the, the free Britney hashtag movement or whatever started in 2019 after allegations of abuse from her conservatorship came about. Um, just like Ryan just said, the leave Britney alone. That came out in 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, it was by... It, that was the, the video was done by Chris Crocker, who is now... Kara Cunningham. Ugh. He has. I didn't know she, that. He has transitioned, or oh, okay. she has. What do you say? I, I don't know what you say here. Formerly known as Chris Crocker by Kara Cunningham in 2007. That is when the news first broke that the dad was trying to get conservatorship over her. I actually had to look that up but just because I wanted to see what the fucking definition was. So I'm going to read y'all what the definition of this is. Conservatorship definition is the appointment of a guardian or protector by a judge to manage the financial affairs and or daily life of another person due to old age or physical or mental limitations. The conservator, that's the person who's in charge, so in this case it's her dad, um, can either be just over their financial shit, like if they think you're nuts and you're like trying to buy football teams for no reason and they're like, wait a minute, but let the bitch buy a football team, but, Or they can also be over the person which is where they are now in charge of everything. Your health care, where you live, I mean, what time you fucking go to bed, all of that. A conservator of the person is normally called a legal guardian. And I'm assuming that that's what they refer to her dad as. He's her legal guardian, yeah. even though she's 40 years old. Conservatorship may refer to the legal responsibilities of a person who is mentally disordered, including individuals who are psychotic, suicidal, demented, incapacitated, or in some other way, unable to make their own decisions. There's, it's supposed to be for people that are very, very, very fucked up. Yeah. Well, this came about after Britney's very public fucking breakdown, and I know everybody remembers. You know, she shaved her head, she beat the fuck out of the paparazzi, um, got her kids taken away from her. At this time, y'all know she was 27 years old, though. I didn't know she was that old then. I knew, I knew she was an adult, but I didn't know she was damn near 30 when all of this happened. But, um, so the dad, you know, after 
all of this had happened, she ended up having to be evaluated. They took her to the hospital, kept her, I think, 72 hours or whatever, evaluated her. Um, the dad, James Parnell Spears, he's like, yeah, she's nuts, so she can't do her own shit. You need to put me in charge of everything. Well, for whatever reason, a fucking judge just did it. Hmm. But according to this, like the definition, 27-year-old shaving her head is not reason to grant that. So I tried to find transcripts or videos or anything of the original, um, because I had to have like a, not a trial, but like a a hearing. Uh, Yeah, a court hearing. I can't find anything because there's shit going on right now. All that's coming up is the hearings now. Right, yeah. Um, I could not find anything. In 2008, he was granted conservatorship over her. He, though, is a giant fucking jackass. He has a history of alcohol abuse, several divorces, restraining orders. He went to rehab in 2004. And four years later, a judge is like, oh, she shaved her head? Yeah, you should be in charge of everything that she does. And that just doesn't seem right to me. Yeah, and she beat the windows out of the van of the paparazzi. But the paparazzi are fucks. Like, no, I'm glad she no, did I, that I, shit. No, I, I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, she didn't do anything that, like, you know, in the 80s, like, every heavy metal band that trashed a hotel room. Or, exactly. You know, I mean, and I, that's why I was trying to find what they used. To where they're like, yes, this is what she needs. Because let her shave her fucking head. Who gives a shit? Maybe he was just the first one to try. Like, maybe if, you know, somebody had taken, like, Axl Rose, like, you know, in front of a judge, they might have, like, given him a conservative. Kind of of the, the way I see it, though, is, like, she was really young when she became famous. And she was, she was doomed from the start. No, well, what I'm getting at is, like, they were getting all that money from her work. And then as she got older, you know, maybe she got to the point to where she realized, like, hey, they're taking all my money. Time to start thinking about cutting them off. And then all of a sudden, oh, shit, she shaved her head. Boom, give me, give me the money. I absolutely think it was all about the money. I, I did some digging. Can't find anything about the dad before this. Nothing about a job, and you know, I, I don't know what fuck you, you know, other than beating his multiple wives and yeah. going to jail, you know, other than that, you can't really fucking find anything about him. I do know that she now, well, since then, I think it started, I think it said February 2009, she had to pay him because he's her conservator. $16,000 a month is what she has paid him. From February 2009 all the way up until he what actually... What kind of normal person needs that amount of money? Though? Nobody, but hold on, check this out. But also, she's his kid. Yeah. Like, I mean... It should be his duty, but she's an adult, so I guess... You know, like, if she's underage, well, she would well, I, I understand, even, even if she's an adult, <laughs> if he's having to take care of her, yeah, he needs to be paid for his services, but 16 grand a month? Check this really? out, though. She's paying him $16,000 a month. And, you know, he is in charge of everything. He is in charge of her financial stuff. He set her allowance. She only gets $8,000 a month. He gets twice what she gets of her own yeah. fucking money. This is all about the money. Man, that, fuck that guy. But he actually stepped aside in 2019 because of health problems. And a new lady stepped in. His name has not been taken off of anything. He's still, I guess, co- Conservator, 
or whatever. So in other words, he's probably still getting checked. He's still in there. Uh, oh yeah, he's still getting paid. He's yeah. still, as far as I know, he's. This still... is like a company renaming itself. He's still in charge, but yeah. someone else has the power or whatever yeah. now. But he's technically really... you're the yeah. CEO yeah. now. Now they can take more money for a second person while he still gets his six hundred ninety-two thousand dollars a fucking year. Yeah, the and fuck? I looked it up, and like, I mean, she's giving him. It's been it's millions of dollars. That's what. But to, to do what? And Britney's mom... Tell her to go to fucking Vegas and perform? ...was not even involved in any of this until 2018. She said she knew about it when it first happened, when he first filed, and the whole family agreed that she needed it. Because she shaved her head. You know, I still... I, there's got to be more. Um, also, keep in mind that she lost her kids to Kevin Federline. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so there's got to be... She also be, married Kevin Federline. But it is real... It, it's kind of rare for the dad to get the kids. Um. So what did she do to where they got Kevin Federline? The, the only thing kids? I remember is I remember the thing about her like driving with the kid. That was like, that was the thing. And after that, um, like in her lap, she, she got lap or just in the front. Seat? No, she she was holding the kid. Hold the kid. But lap? so she got in trouble for that. Um, and she had to, they had court ordered random drug testing, and she missed one. And they gave her um, until, like, I guess on Friday or whenever they told her, she had until that following Monday to produce a valid California driver's license, and she didn't. And that's why they took the kids and gave them to him. Because she didn't have a license? And she missed her random drug appointment. I don't know anything about Kevin Federline. But I know, really? But I know all the pictures I've seen of him. He looks like a sleazebag. Yeah. I mean... And what was he? He was like her a rapper. Backup dancer. He was, yeah, I think he was a dancer. But he then he tried. Dancer. I think maybe he tried to be. He did. That. He had a song called Popo Zal. That was his big single. There's a video you can watch online of him digging it to fucking Popo Zal. Popo Zal. I swear to God, that's what it. That, that sounds terrible. It's just like a Caribbean <laughs> beat. Like, just look up Popo Zal. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Have and to. Kevin Federline. Man, and there's so many times I wish that we could insert snippets of songs and movies and shit in here, but we would immediately get fucking busted. Yeah. Because I would put in Popo's out. <laughs> so, I did not know about this, but there's a documentary coming out on Netflix September 28th, which will be Tuesday or yesterday, if y'all are listening on episode drop day. So, and also, her next hearing is the 29th, which will be today, if y'all are listening on episode drop day. <laughs> I didn't know any of that. But um, they're hoping that at this hearing today, they are going to completely remove her father. She was finally granted. He ran everything. He even appointed her lawyers. So every time that she's tried to take him to court to get him taken off of there, he picked the lawyers that represented her. And she finally won where she was able to get her own fucking lawyers. I mean, the whole fucking thing is just stupid. It's just stupid. Yeah, and, I mean, lawyers work for the people that are paying them. And if he's picking the lawyers, he's probably paying for it. Yeah, and because he owns all the money. She's paying for it, really. But it looks like it's coming from him. I know, it's so fucked up. I know, he's in charge of it. She's paying for it, but it's coming out of his bank account. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's in charge of it, but it's actually her money. That's so fucking crazy. Jamie Lynn Spears is the sister of Britney Spears. I remember her from Zoe 101. Did y'all watch Zoe 101? I watched that show. You want to know where I was? Because I'm young. I remember that show. Where do you remember her from? There Tell me if I'm talking about the right person. Like, there was the whole debacle on like Saturday Night Live where um, she was supposed to be performing. Is that no, not her? That's somebody else. That's the sister. That's uh, what's her name? Sister of uh, Hillary Duff. Oh, I don't have any idea what the uh, hell y'all talking about. The the girl that did the jig on Saturday Night Live after her I song was off. I swear I thought that was. Uh, that was Ashley Simpson. 
where she was doing her song and the CD started skipping. Jamie Lynn Spears is from Zoe 101. All right. Um, in 2018, she was added as trustee of Britney's estate. So she is now over the money, but the dad is also over the money because he's still in with the conservatorship. So I don't really know how that works. She worked on the show Zoe 101 who was directed by Schneider's Bakery Productions, which was ran by Dan Schneider. Y'all remember the debacle with Dan Schneider. He got booted from Nickelodeon for being a goddamn perv. He Uh, did Zoe 101. He did iCarly. He did the Amanda show. He had a weird foot fetish. I don't know if y'all remember, but Nickelodeon's fucking logo for a while was a foot. I remember that. Yeah. And I don't know if y'all watch. You said you watched Zoe. I don't remember if there was feet shit in Zoe. I hardly, there was always fucking foot shit. Sending pictures of your feet. Yeah, that would be contests. Sending pictures of, draw faces on your toes and do a little video. Yeah. Oh, that's weird as fuck. Yeah. I I know about the whole foot thing. Yeah. The foot thing is fucking wild. (laughs) Zoe 101 ended, um... I watched the show. I like the show. I don't remember it being a weird ending or a... But apparently it ended abruptly. Soon after, Jamie had a baby. Rumors started circling. These are still unsubstantiated rumors, by the way. How old was she? But I don't know. I did not look that up. 17. She was young as shit. She was young as fuck. And rumors Mm -hmm. are that Dan Schneider was the father of that baby. That's what I heard, too. She has actually, and I'm assuming that this is because of all the shit going on now. Everything is coming out. But um, she tweeted not so long ago... That that is not why the show ended. It ended because her contract was up. James, the father, and Jamie Lynn say that the Free Britney movement is just a bunch of bullshit and conspiracy theorists. They say they're getting death threats. You know, they're like, she's fucking nuts. She needs somebody. But then Jamie, the sister, posts shit so all nuts, the time. How come she can perform every night? Well, that's my thing too, right? She has been performing this whole time. Yeah, she's like, a whole seven Vegas days show. Like yeah. fucking Vegas, but she's too crazy. To spend her own money. So none she, of this makes any sense. She might actually need help, but I don't think it should be the kind of help they think they're going to get. Well, she, she, she Brittany just, herself has come out and said she just doesn't want her dad in there. She's yeah. like, this is for shit. She's like, if you want to keep, she likes the lady that's with her now. She's like, you want to keep her, you know, that's fine, but this motherfucker needs to go. So I, I'm thinking, though, like, if they think she needs help that much, why are they not seeking professional treatment? Why are they like, yeah, just put me in charge? He you know? acts also as her psychologist. He prescribes drugs for her. Is he licensed? Probably fucking not. <laughs> so I don't know how that works. He probably took one of those online Well, courses. he couldn't just be a psychologist. He would have to be a psychiatrist. He would have to be an MD to prescribe drugs. Or does he... He took one of those online courses. Maybe he took one of those online courses. Or maybe, He's the doctor in Guatemala. Or maybe, yeah. or maybe yeah. he talks to or hired her and suggests what drugs she gets. But he is over literally fucking everything. And, I mean, it's just fucking nuts. They're all fucking insane. I mean, that's pretty much all I got to say about that. Um, I did find today, I didn't know it was a thing. There is a subreddit called IRL Easter Eggs. It's in real life Easter Eggs. Um, Dale's Pale Ale, which is a beer, yeah. started printing Free Britney on the bottom of their cans. Oh, shit. I, don't I actually know that. think we I might some, have some. We in, do, we do have fruit. some. Oh, shit, go look and see if it says Free Britney. <laughs> ours, ours, ours is pretty old. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it would still be during the Free Britney movement. It's not yeah. that fucking old. That's yeah. true. Yeah. You can't remember a few months old beer be bad. Yeah. It's got to be someone recently, yeah. Um, but that's all I got about the end. They're fucking nuts. Did, did you just put your cup down directly beside the coaster that says, not on the table, bitch? <laughs> I 
did. <laughs> and I apologize. <laughs> it's empty. I don't guess that matters. It's not empty either. <laughs> You're just a fucking liar. I'm just a liar. She picked it up before she said it was empty. But that's all I got um, for the spears. Is also just putting it out there um, one more time. He went to rehab in 2004. Four years later, he gets to be over everything. She got knocked up when she was fucking 17 by the weird Nickelodeon foot guy, and now she's in charge of everybody's money. Who is making these fucking decisions? I mean, it just amazes <laughs> me that it got to that point, because there are people who have, like, <coughs> killed people and got out and aren't getting this, the and type of, you know, oversight yeah. that, that she gets. And, I mean, just based on the fucking definition... Yeah, I mean, maybe she's nice, but and it, she's and an it, adult. Let her be fucking nuts. She took her kids. I mean, she a, really again, she hurt nobody else. Right. If if they think she's nuts, they need to get her professional help, not somebody that has an emotional interest because that's their their kid. I, I'm with you. Like, I can't see like you. Know, she's so crazy. She can't take care of herself. But she doesn't need to be put anywhere or evaluated. Or and she has to go to work every day. Exactly. And she yeah. has to learn to work with Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> so she's sound enough of mind to get down a whole routine in Vegas, but she can't control her own money. Yeah, makes no sense. Mm-mm. All right, what you got? Alright, my, my fucked up family is uh, Malcolm in the middle family. That is, uh, we never know their last name. Oh, no, we do. I know their last name. Yeah, what is their last it's name? It's Wilkerson. Oh, yeah, they, they saw a piece of mail or something. Someone saw a sideways. It's, it's Hal and Lois Wilkerson. Yeah, Hal and Lois are the parents. Easter egg or something, but only <laughs> Nice, thank you. Um, yeah. Malcolm in the middle. And then you have the, the four kids. Well, five eventually, but to start off with, Francis, the oldest one, Reese, who is now the oldest one at home because Francis is at Military Academy, Malcolm, the smart one, and Dewey, the musical one. And then Jamie eventually gets born, like, in the sixth season or something, like, right before the end. But they were super fucked up, always fighting, like... If anybody has specifics, y'all can jump in at any time. I'll just well, talk about some random this shit. This isn't a fight, but <laughs> my favorite fucking episode yeah, okay. is the one where Reese starts hanging out with the dogs. And then he's standing oh, the in the kitchen. Dogs. Yeah, he's standing in the kitchen, and like the mailman or something comes up, and he's going, "What? What? What? You don't live here. We live here. What? What?" That's <laughs> fucking hilarious. I also like the episode because at some point he's at the back of the pack. He moves his way forward, and he's asking one of the other dogs what to do, and the dog looks at him, and he's freaked out because this pack of dogs is looking at him for leadership. It reminds me of the where he has all the butterflies, and they all come out like he has the eight thousand worms. Named or what? Not worms. Um, caterpillars. Caterpillars, yeah. And he's like, oh, it's Carl. It's fra And then they all start coming out and attacking him, like, with butterflies. I love my family. Yeah. I can watch that shit over But they over. are a super fucked up family. Um, <laughs> Malcolm's the smart one, who also gets made fun of for being a Krailboyne, which is the last name of, oh, uh, Mr. Uh, Goddammit. Uh, Seymour. Yeah, Seymour Krailboyne from... Uh, yeah, Little Shop of Horrors. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm blanking. We're, so we're a lot of shots deep. Their um, nerd club is named after the character in Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. That's amazing. You didn't know that? No, because I don't, I don't watch You don't watch Malcolm in the Middle? But I knew Krellborn. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's what they call all the yeah. other kids. Look at that Krellborn coming in. Yeah, that's what they call yeah. them. So, yeah. Malcolm's the smart one. Reese is the 
the I guess he would be the school bully basically. Dewey just likes to play his music and kind of hang out in the background and get beat up pretty much like he's the the crier like he's like their their mule basically he does whatever they want and then of course Francis is often military school having his oh my god so many fucked up things he does he's almost the worst of all of them when he fucks with the commandant oh uh, I love Hal because he's never worked on a Friday. My favorite thing. Oh, yeah. He has, he has to go to court at some point because the company he works for tries to blame him for something. Like, it's like embezzlement or something. Yeah, and then every every day happens to be a time. Friday, and he's never worked a Friday in two years. <laughs> Lois gets super pissed. She's like, you need to tell me <laughs> that you haven't worked on a Friday in 25 years. And it's like, I love you, honey. <laughs> Lois, yeah. Lois is super fucked up. She's like the mean... Well, I guess she has to be mean to everybody. She's the mean mom. But is she causing it or is she, she is she the symptom? She's a shitty fucking man. I understand. Well, I guess if, if actually if you look at the flashbacks, she's all kind of normal until the kids start doing crazy shit. And she has to be even crazier to, to stop them. Like, remember, she has to hold the bear or whatever in the fireplace because Francis keeps doing crazy shit. Like, he keeps trying to oh, yeah. and and do you remember, fire and um, stuff. Yeah. It's really At the them. beginning, it shows where they're, like, rich and... Francis is little, but they're rich, and Hal has a real good, like, upscale fucking job, and then here's goddamn Francis just, like, drawing all over everything, and, like, that's what makes them, like, Always trying to start fucking, fires and shit. They got yeah. like, say now that he works at it, wherever the hell he works. I don't know if he ever even tells it. But, yeah, when they start out, they're fucking rich. <laughs> and so, like, they're used to being rich, and then all of a sudden, that's why she's pissed. Yeah. She remembers that shit. I like the one where, uh, Craig... Ends up, I don't know how he messes up. He breaks like his arms and his legs, and he gets a pet monkey slash servant type thing. Like, oh, yeah. shines, <laughs> and the monkey is trying to kill him. Lois keeps coming over to help him and doesn't believe him. I want to say the boys are actually somehow involved, and actually, and they're the reason he's all <laughs> fucked up. But I, that's probably one of my favorite episodes is because I like Craig too. He's goofy and dumb as shit. I like when the monkeys all try to kill him. That's, that's a good one. And then when Hal wants to be a painter. And oh, he, gets, and he, he makes the perfect thing, and then everything falls off and almost kills him. I think that's that's two of my favorite episodes. Yeah, I don't know the show well enough to talk about. Like, I've seen it sporadically. I know. I like the one where um, Dewey has a friend, and he's like, pictures belong on the things that they're pictures of, and he finds a naked picture of Lois and sticks it on her It's the little redheaded boy from his class where he gets put in the special <laughs> class, and he always has to wear shit on his hands because he bites you. He's the biter, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the the reason this was the fucked up family and conspiracies is if uh, if you can find the video out there, I will put a link to it. There's a video of uh, Hal waking up from a bad dream. Hal's talking to Lois and explaining about how he had this terrible dream, and there was this man that never talked. He only rang a bell. And there was this kid there who had clothes that didn't fit and he always said the b word he doesn't say bitch of course he's like hey see he said the b word like science b and this b and i, I was making drugs and this and that and then lois is just you're not getting out of taking the kids in the morning you you're gonna drive them i don't i don't but i haven't told you the worst part you got two minutes well i i made bumps and killed people like he is just it's, it shows you how good of a fucking actor brian cranston is that he's right back down like hell but you can see him like and it's just the little video is just about two minutes long, but it's, it kind of, it almost makes them in the same universe. I don't know if there's shared writers, but I feel like they could be in the same universe. 
he could be he could be the one who knocks. I'm the one who knocks. Um, watch the video, and there is a very funny knocking part yeah. in that video. I'm not going to ruin it for anybody, but watch that fucking video. Yeah. Um, I've actually also heard, and I, you know, I didn't look into it, so I don't know. It wouldn't work. Um, it's supposed to be that Hal lives, or Walter White lives at the end of Breaking Bad, and gets put into witness protection. But the timeline doesn't fit. He would be too old. Yeah, the yeah. timeline, because Malcolm in the Middle is first. So it would have to be, he goes nuts during Malcolm in the Middle, and then decides to be Walter White. It still doesn't <laughs> work. So somebody out there, though, has made it work. You can just Google it. There's YouTube. Videos. Every Friday that Hal is <clears throat> taken off, he has lived That's his the second He's life back with, uh, with uh, what's the, the annoying kid and his wife, what, uh, Jesse Pickman. Uh, Spark, what's her name? Spark oh. or Sky or something? What's his wife's name? Who's wife? Breaking Bad. Oh, um, Sky. Is Skyler. It? Yeah, Skyler. Yeah, and then the 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 kid who's really annoying. I like him. He's a good actor. But yeah, oh, I don't know that. He's visiting them every Friday. That's how he has a second life going on. Double life. That's the going only on. way. That's the only way it works. Because <laughs> yeah. it had to be parallel. It couldn't be before or after. Have to be at the same time. Yeah. Because with each kid being there, the way ages they are, oh, uh, Francis is about the same age as their son there when it starts. So. It's like Maybe Francis 2000s. saw him cooking or something, and that's why he got sent to military school. Get him away. Yeah. Give him to the commandant. Keep him from snitching, man. Snitches, snitches, I was already gonna say it. I read your. Yeah, that's mine. I got it. That's all I got for that. But I liked it. I like it too. I love Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, I, I, I think it is family. a fun, fun topic. What? Like that, I swear to God, and there is no funnier episode of any show ever than that shit right there. All right, Kelly, what you got? So when I think about fucked up families, I think about criminal families. And when I think about criminal families, I think about the motherfucking mob. Motherfucking mob. And specifically, I think about the Italian mob, like the New York mob. So I want to talk about how organized crime families came to be. And so that actually started in New York in 1931. Um, Prior to 1931, the mob was still operating, but it was very gang-like. It was like each individual territory had their their own mob, and they all operated independently, and there was chaos, and they were fighting and all that shit. So in 1931, Salvatore Maranzano organized um, all of the New York gangs into five families. And those five families were the Maranzano, the Profaci, the Mangano, the Luciano, and the Gagliano. And those were the crime families of New York. So each family had their own hierarchy, so they each had their own boss. But Salvatore Maranzano was known as the boss of all bosses. So all of those bosses reported into him. That shit didn't go well at all. <laughs> and that actually lasted less than a year. Who would have thought? Um, so that same year, um, Lucky Luciano, he hired four hitmen to pose as tax men and raid Maranzano's office. And that happened on September 10th, 1931. Um, once inside, the four hitmen... They stabbed Maranzano four times in the chest, stomach, and face. 
Then they strangled him. Then they shot him six times at close range. That seems like a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were not happy about the boss of all bosses. I guess nobody, nobody, nobody liked that shit at all. They're sending a message. So what happened then is Lucky Luciano, he abolished the role of boss of all bosses. That shit never existed again. And he established the commission. So the commission consisted of the bosses of the five New York families, as well as the bosses of the Chicago and Buffalo crime families. The commission would oversee all mafia activities in the U.S. and mediate disputes between families from 1931, and that shit still happens today. The only difference is, is that in 2017, Canada took over the Buffalo crime family, so now we now we're international with our with our mafia shit, I guess. But other than that, what the, kind of mafia shit does Canada have going on? I had I, I had no, no idea until I saw this, but apparently um, they seem too nice. Yeah, but apparently Canada is running Buffalo right now. But other than that, the commission has existed from 1930 to. 31 until today. Has there been a change in, like, types of mafia crimes since Canada took over? Are no. they nicer now? No. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I guess you would have to look at Buffalo specifically to see if shit in Buffalo, and I didn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just can't wrap my mind around Canada having mafia. Yeah, yeah Canada has the mob, and, and they are running Buffalo right now. But other than that, so, um, the commission right now consists of the five New York families and, um, Chicago. In the spirit of family, we received a message from a very dear member of our pod family. So here is a story from alleged retired Chicago mobster and confirmed pod mafia boss, Chicago Tony V. Hello, everybody. And indeed, Chicago Tony V here. And uh, I have an interesting um, alleged mob story that goes really way back. I, I think I'll call this my for sure for sure, my first alleged uh, mob story. So I actually grew up allegedly for entertainment purposes only with um, uh, someone who came from Chicago mob royalty, let's call it. I'm not going to name names because that's not what I do, uh, but just trust me, um, Pretty prominent uh, uh, family from the alleged Chicago underworld. And uh, I used to go to my friend's house to play, you know, probably starting, I don't know, let's say I was uh, eight or nine years old, something like that. And uh, there's so many things that it's it's funny in hindsight, you know, I it should have been obvious to me, but I was a kid, so what do I know? You know, they had like security cameras, they had uh, metal uh, gates that came down over the windows, they had, uh, back in those days, they had the very stereotypical um, guard dogs, Doberman Pinschers. And, uh, but uh, one thing that I just thought was kind of funny that I wanted to share, um, they had, uh, when I would hang out over there, they were, they, they were just these dudes, it's like I'm I'm there with my friends, right? And I'm with my friend's mom. Now I never ever saw my friend's dad, who was the uh, you know the operator, shall we say? And uh, but there were these dudes hanging out, and that were not you know related. I knew enough to know that. And I just says to my buddy, "Who who are these guys? Oh, it's our mechanic." 
So everyone that was hanging out there, there was obviously a, you know, a bodyguard. Basically, they were there 24 seven. That's my mechanic. (laughs) And as a little kid, it's funny. I just accepted that. No problem. It is what it is. Okay, whatever. Apparently, they have lots of car troubles. So anyway, that's that's really my first my earliest memory on uh, anything to do with the alleged underworld. Thank you so much, Tony. We love you. We love you so much, Tony. So I want to talk about a specific family, and it's not a Chicago family. It's a New York family, but I want to talk about the Bonanno family. Um, So after Lucky Luciano ordered the hit on Salvatore Maranzano, he placed 26-year-old Joe Bonanno in charge of the family, and that made him the youngest crime boss in mafia history. (coughs) So at that point, he's like, well, fuck. You know, what the fuck do I do? You know, I'm, I'm about to be a target because, you know, I'm, I'm young and, you know, everybody's going to be after me. So he buddied up with another crime boss, um, Joe Profaci. And they became buds and they were having a great time and they're doing mob shit. And eventually, uh, Joe's son, Salvatore, um, aka Bill, married uh, Profaci's niece in 1956. So this whole time, you know, that you've got um, Joe Bonanno and Joe Profaci and those two crime families are buds and they have this alliance. So also at this time, Tommy Lucchesi and Carlo Gambino are forming their own alliance. So you have one alliance here and another alliance going, alliance going on here. In 1962, Joe Profaci died from liver cancer. And at that point, Joe Bonanno was like, fuck. You know, because now you have the Lucchese and Gambino clan, and here's him by himself. And he's like, fuck, you know, they're going to try to hone in on my territory. You know, I'm a target. All of this shit might happen to me. So Bonanno put out a hit on Lucchese and Gambino. However, the hit man turned out to be a snitch, and he ran to the commission. So, Joe Bonanno found out, you know, that he had been, you know, snitched out, and he fled to Montreal. Um, He eventually returned to Manhattan in October of 1964, and he was actually kidnapped on Park Avenue um, on October 22nd, on October 21st, 1964, by two mobsters. And this had been ordered because he had ordered the hit on two crime bosses. So, you know, the commission had ordered these monsters to pick him up. So, they actually allowed him to live, which I don't know why. Um, I, I didn't find any reason why they allowed him to live, but they did. Um, they are just like, you can live, you just need to go away. So, he went to Arizona, and there he lived to the ripe old age of 97. I want to talk about the... Banana War, because all of this is happening because Joe Bonanno is in trouble. So, Joe Bonanno is also known as Joe Bananas. That's like his nickname. You know, they all have them. You know, like, you know, Sonny Black. All of of that. I mean, can you imagine, though, like, sitting in a mob meeting, right? Because I feel like they're super, like, you know, they're all wearing their shit, they're smoking their cigars, they're drinking their scotch or whatever. They're like, well, you know what we got to do? we got to get Joey Bananas in here. <laughs> Joey Bananas, he'll take care of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so I have a th- whole thing about Joe Bananas, and y'all would know this better than me. Um, so on Wikipedia, 
If you Wikipedia Joe Bananas, you get Joe Banana. But it says, for the American rapper known as Joe Bananas, see Old Dirty Bastard. <laughs> so do y'all know that that's a thing? No, but I am I'm good. I don't know if you remember Old Dirty Bastard changed his name a bunch of times. He so was, apparently he was Old Dirty he was Bastard, also, he was O2B, he was... Uh, our resident Googler is passed out over here. I'll be posting a picture was, in a minute. What was O.D.B. But, um, after he was O.D.B. for a while? I was, only know him as Old Dirty Bastard or O.D.B. But apparently he was um, also Joe Bananas, but no, not point, he was like, the, notorious uh, enough to overturn the Joe Bananas. The old dirty Chinese shop at the end of the road. At some point, I don't know if it's a movie or what, they say that's his new name. So while you're Googling, I'm going to talk about the banana one. Do it, yeah. All right, I'm looking. So after Joe Bonanno left, um, the commission chose Gaspare de Gregorio to lead the Bonanno family. And he's sort of related. He's like a brother-in-law <laughs> of a cousin or some shit. Oh, my God. He also at one time called himself... Dirt McGurk. I'm looking at you. I've heard that. I never knew that that was him. Joe Bananas and Big Baby Jesus. And then, like I said, Old Dirty Chinese Restaurant. So he's Joe Bananas. But he's not the famous Joe Bananas because Joe Banano is the the famous Joe Bananas. Yeah. I feel like ODB, even if we're going by criminality, is more... No. Somehow more no, famous. No, like, no, 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 no. Listen to Kelly's got Kelly's got uh, Because the Bananos are actually the most violent crime family in history. And like when you're looking at movies about the mob, you're looking at the Bananos usually. <coughs> Joe Banano, he's in Arizona at this point. And the commission has chosen Gaspare de Gregorio to lead the Banano family. And he's sort of related, so he's like a brother in law of a cousin or some bullshit like that. And Joe's son, Salvatore, is like, that's fucking bullshit. So he rallied, you know, the people to challenge that leadership. He's like, no, this fucker shouldn't be leading, leading the family, you know. So the first shots fired in the Banana War um, were on January 28th, 1966. And Dick Gregorio's followers had fired at Salvatore and chased him over a backyard fence in Brooklyn. So nobody was hurt at, at that point in time. Later that year, the commission just completely got tired of everybody's bullshit and replaced De Gregorio with Paul Siaka. But the Banana War continued. Um, in November 1968, the article Mafia Leaders Settled Banana War appeared in the New York Times. And I just want to read what their introduction said because I, I think it's fabulous. And I usually don't do this, but I'm citing, so, you know. This came from the New York Times. The introduction read, The Banana War, marked by at least six murders here and several other shootings and bombings in Arizona, has come to a halt in a negotiated peace based on a redistribution of rackets in the New York metropolitan area, long controlled by Joseph Joe Bananas Bonanno. Under terms of the treaty, some details of which are still before an underworld board of arbitration, Bonanno and his son, Salvatore, Bill, retain interests in rich enterprises in other parts of the nation, but recognize Paul Siaka, choice of the Mafia's National Commission, as boss uh, over their former fiefs in the East. And uh, that actually came from a 1968 article uh, when this actually happened. So, like, mom shit is still happening right now. Oh, yeah. 
Is that the first article about them in New York Times? I was just wondering, the one you were just talking about. Oh, the Nazi, probably not the first. Okay. Oh, yeah, definitely not. The New York Times would have been writing about them since the early, okay, yeah. Yeah, Um, this, I was just specifically wanting to do the banana war because that was a fight within the family. So it's a fucked up family fucking each other up. Yeah. (laughs) And also the mob is such a huge topic. I I needed to center on something. But I did find in the New York Times, um, June 18th, 2019, headline. Killing of mobster at McDonald's was ordered by his son, prosecutors say. What? March 13th, 2019, the Bonanno family, after claiming ethnic profiling, two accused of being mobsters are acquitted. October 11th, 2018, arrest in deadly vendetta against mob figure only thickens the plot. August 26th, 2018, echoes of gunshots and goodfellas on a quiet Bronx street. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, and so, and that's just a few. Like, they're, like, if you, and I looked at Banana, like, if you looked at Mob, like, it would probably be all over the place. Oh my god! I don't know if y'all like Mob mob movies. I I do. I love Um, them. So, Dottie Brasco, that's That's a good one. That's that's the Bananas. Um, Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Lufthansa heist from the Goodfellas, that's the bananas. That's, now that you woke me up, I can, I can Are go. Are you ready to go? Oh, I'll go let's on. do it. Because I had a whole thing that I had wanted to talk about. To interrupt my, you woke me up just so you could interrupt my topic? What no, the fuck? no, I had something to go along with. No, I have that's something that goes along with your topic that I could have put along with his topic, but I was waiting on yours. All right, so like Ryan, I also picked television. But mine is all cartoons, animated. Because every fucking animated cartoon family is fucked up. So I, I talked to Kelly about it, and I brought up King of the Hill. And she argued that the hills are a wholesome family. Hold on, because I was about to say that too. If you take out cotton. Yeah. <laughs> so think about it. Because um, Kelly listed, Hank a, is fairly supportive. He helped. He helped him when we went to do the fucking flower raising and went to the pot store and bought all the shit. Like he, yeah. he calls them weird and shit, but he usually is fairly supportive of all the stuff. Unless he's like up late at night reading clown magazines in his room under the bed, he's so, pretty supportive. So, in my defense, and these are topics that I brought up with Kelly, you have Peggy, the mom, who is always worried about what she wants to do. She wants to be the best substitute. She wants everybody to love her. She's the worst. I'm just can't speak she, word she, But her apple brown Peggy is the best. But she is always worried about Peggy. Yeah. She's a narcissist what, or whatever. What, what does Peggy want? In her opinion, the day after Thanksgiving is the busiest shopping day of the year. No, that's just the fact, right. Peggy. Like, that's, yeah, she, she really does think everything revolves around her. So then you have Hank, the dad... I tell you what. Who, who is Ooh. fairly wholesome and, and supportive, Ooh. but he spends a lot of his time ignoring his family just out in the alley drinking with his friends. <laughs> he drinks in the alley every night, actually, if you really watch the show. It is every single night, pretty much. And exactly. he gets mad when he can. Exactly. And a lot of times when Bobby or Peggy want to do something, he doesn't immediately support them. Do y'all he, remember the one where he was... Cheating on his family with a guy that had the same kind of truck as him that he met in the parking lot of the Megalomart. <laughs> yes, they made the dollhouse furniture. <laughs> Overall, they're they're not bad. 
But they're not good either. The dysfunctional family is a TV trope. Like, it ha- yeah. it's a formula. And the, and the hills don't meet it, but they also kind of don't meet anything else either. So, they're, you know, that is a very interesting dynamic there. Because normally in the dysfunctional family, you know, the, the woman would be like the paragon. The mom is, you know, the, the one who, you know, takes it on for everybody. The dad is bumbling and stupid. Um, you have, like, some ungrateful, some ungrateful kids. Um, they're... Mean to each other, but not abusive to each other. But you also kind of see that they love each other. That doesn't really fit with the hills because you know, I wouldn't call Peggy, you know, the the head of that family, you know, at all. Yeah. Oh God, no. <laughs> God, I mean, no. With, with the hills, they're they're not to the point to where they're mean or abusive. Uh-huh. They're just not a good family dynamic yeah. either. They don't meet the formula, but I think that that's an interesting, an interesting pick. Essentially, any cartoon animated family, they're all fucked up. So I mean, it fits really well with The Simpsons. The Belchers from Bob's Burgers. Yeah. <laughs> One of my all-time <laughs> favorites. Dead. F is for family. I, I like that show. I like Bill Burr. He's family. a great comedian. So much. Yeah. Like, that is the fucking definition of a fucked up family right there. The Japanese mom movie is called The Outsider. That's about that. And it's a fairly true story. I mean, I'm sure it's embellished, but it's... Fairly true. Fairly true. Like, it's an actual thing that happens. I'm going to start saying that about everything that I say. Yeah. Based on a true story and fairly true. true. I like fairly true. It sounds better. Like, I like the wording better than based on a true story. F is for family is based on a true story. It's fairly true. It is, right? It is fairly true. And who is the guy? said it's his family. Bill Burr. Bill Burr. The comedian stand up. Yeah. I can't remember. Hope so. Even though Doing I napped things. through like, I like <laughs> three <laughs> topics. He slept through everybody's. I didn't sleep through yours. <laughs> I, I, Mine's the one that put you to sleep. I only slightly dozed off during yours. I am so tired that I, I fell, fell asleep I standing at the bar earlier. Yeah, I was just well, fucking standing there and went to sleep. So, I guess that's all we've got for fucked up families. We won't be able to title it Fucked Up Families or you won't be able to share it anyway. Like, <laughs> you can put, yeah. put an asterisk where you goes. I had so much fun. That was super fun. I, um, I think it was fun. I mean, the part... <laughs> Matt has no idea. Everyone's, he'll have to listen. Oh, my God. Have you ever actually listened to the he show? To the I've show. never... You'll have to listen to this one. I, I have never listened to a full episode. But I can't do podcasts. I need a. I need something that lasts way long, like a whole do we, story. Do we not entertain hours. you, right? Are you not entertained? I can't do six <laughs> podcasts a day. I need like one book. So if you have a good book recommendation, you know, just throw it out there. Yeah, send them out there. I love to, books. Don't send them drunk theory because I'm give shit about books. You send them. <laughs> send them to the silence. Just yeah, don't, whichever. Don't be trying to fuck up my inbox. Right? <laughs> yeah. Flood that inbox with but, fucking book um, recommendations. Do it. I love Do Clyde it. Barker. I love fucking Chuck Pal- uh, Pal- Palahniuk. How do you pronounce it? I always say Palahniuk. I say Palahniuk. I think it's Palahniuk. I like oh, fucking... No. Uh, <laughs> and um, do y'all remember the Propaniacs? Yes. <laughs> um, so, promo time. This week we've got Not Again podcast, which is fucking super fun. They're full-ass adults, so watch children's movies and critique them. And I mean, it's just a lot of fun. So, here's their shit. 
Hi, friends. Welcome to the trailer for Not Again, the podcast that brings college-level analysis to preschool-level content. I'm one of your hosts, Rebecca. Flynn is a fox. I'm very fascinated by Flynn because fox the, Flynn is a predator but also a child, so they have kind of like a bully... Uh, bully recipient what victim there we go bully victim relationship <laughs> kind of like bully recipient <laughs> bullying hello my name is rebecca i'll be your bullying recipient today and i'm your other host alan he doesn't mingle he's a man of 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 the lord so he just goes back to church and eventually he decides i'm gonna tell everybody that she's got powers so he turns around he goes to the reception and goes guys i don't know how to tell you this i think the queen has ice powers yeah we know <laughs> everybody saw the ice come join us every Saturday morning as we meticulously overanalyze kids' shows and movies that were never meant to be scrutinized that closely. Find us on Twitter at NotAgainPod. Bye, friends. Bye. That sounds super fun. Actually. No, no, we're all like, so I guess that's it. Yep. Anybody else got anything? Nope. Oh, um, don't forget if we hit whoever our, our 5,000th follower is gets to pick our drink and our topic, and we are less than 20 away. That's right. That shit is coming. So... Yeah, we don't that shit. They also get something free. No, they get to pick our topic and they get to pick our drink. That's it. <laughs> Stop giving shit away. <laughs> no, right. Shipping is expensive. Yeah. You get nothing, man. You, you know what they get? They get the link to our website where they can buy shit. Oh, that's right. There you go. There you go. Uh, we were yeah. talking about this on Twitter. I thought this was funny as hell. Um, so, it's Eli, okay, said Long Island iced tea and sex on the beach. And so, I was like, so Long Island iced tea is a drink and sex on the beach is a conspiracy. I bet, we, it would take some digging, but I bet there's lots of conspiracies that started or somehow involve people fucking on the beach. Probably. Yeah. So, just keep that in mind for like a... Like the firm? I mean, sure. Whatever. What, the firm happened? Yeah, Tom Cruise <laughs> is on the beach with a girl and they use it to uh, blackmail him. Oh, for real? Yeah, when he, when he, yeah. <laughs> he, goes, with, he, goes, with, he goes with Gene Hackman to talk to so the dude, the mob guy. the box yeah. for or whatever topic. If, you, if you're like the big 5,000th winner. If not, you know, I don't care about you, though, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. All right, we love each and every one of you. Thank y'all. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.